Welcome to the Tucker Bass Sports Podcast, sponsored by NorthAmericanDental.com. North American Dental offers membership-based dental plans that feature amazing discounts for dental care services from participating providers nationwide with just one affordable annual or monthly membership fee. You'll have access to discounted services including dental care, vision, hearing, and prescription plans. Go to NorthAmericanDental.com for more information. Thank you for joining the show today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be talking Utah versus Oregon State. Should you fans be worried about Troy Williams in the passing game? We'll hand out a game ball. Uh, Utah will travel up to the Rose Bowl on Saturday to face UCLA. And is Jim Mora on the hot seat for the Bruins? Uh, we'll get into that later on in the show. So Utah traveled up to Corvallis against the Oregon State Beavers last Saturday. In the wind and rain, the wind got up to 58 miles per hour at some points. So pretty crazy to throw the ball in that weather. But Utah came away with the win, 19-14. They moved to 5-1 on the season and a tie for first in the Pac-12 South. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys that are listening watch college football live on ESPN. But if you were able to catch yesterday's episode... Former Alabama quarterback Greg McElroy, who is now an analyst for ESPN, gave the Utes quite a bit of love yesterday. He brought up quite a few valid points, one of them being if the Utes can get through this next game on the road in the Rose Bowl, they play Washington, who's one of the best teams in the country, ranked number five, I believe, in the AP poll. So a team that's going to be a tough matchup and would be a great resume builder for the Utes. I actually think I mentioned that in one of my previous podcasts, but he's right. If Utah can get through Washington and Washington can win out and they meet again in the Pac-12 championship, the Utes have a fantastic chance of getting into the playoff. Because I think a one-loss Pac-12 team like Utah, who has a great resume, is better than an undefeated Big 12 team. And here's why. The Big 12 is so dysfunctional, whether you look at the Baylor situation. And let's be clear, that's not only the athletic department's problem. That goes all the way up through every part of the school. They all covered it up. And it's ridiculous. Texas hasn't been as competitive under Charlie Strong as I think they'd hope to be. I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose his job at the end of the season. And I also wouldn't be surprised to see them look at head, former head coach at LSU, Les Miles. We know he likes money. And that's apparently what the Big 12 is about. Let's be honest, this whole scheme to expand to 12 teams was just for publicity. To get TV coverage so they could make more money. They didn't care to add any of those teams. They let all of them spend millions of dollars on pitches because they wanted to join a Power 5 conference. And they tell them all they're not good enough. And this comes from a conference who, if we're just looking at football resumes, you got Kansas, terrible, Iowa State, 
not very good. Texas, the last few years, hasn't been very good. Kansas State, not very good. Oklahoma State had a few good sprinkled in years, haven't been very competitive lately. The list goes on and on. If any of those teams, like Houston, BYU, Boise State, would have gotten in, they would have been at the top of the conference. And I think that's another reason the schools didn't want any of them to join. Anyways, I'm sorry I had to get that out. Just needed a vent. Let's get back to the subject at hand. Utah, Saturday against Oregon State. The run game was pretty solid throughout the game. They struggled to throw the football. Might have been due to the weather. Not sure. Some of the receivers were wide open. Anyways, they had 275 yards on the ground on 60 carries. And this is without a lot of their running backs. We had to get somebody out of retirement. Joe Williams, who retired after the BYU game in the second week of the season, came back from retirement and led the team in, in carries, 34, and yards, 179. And he also had a touchdown. To tell you how many injuries we have, Corey Butler-Bird, a wide receiver, played backup at the running back position. He had 10 carries and 54 yards. Troy Williams also racked up 40 yards on 15 carries. The defense played really well in the first half. 12 to 0 was the score. They only allowed 55 yards in the first half. 40, 54 of them were rushing and one passing yard. So it might have just been the weather. Because both teams struggled. In the first half. The secondary was pretty physical too. They came up and made a lot of plays. In the run game. And they also did pretty good. On coverage down the field. With some of those speedy wide receivers. But you got to credit Oregon State. They made some really good adjustments. In that second half. They used their speed. And their wide receiver Bolden. Led them in rushing yards. And he only had seven carries. All of them coming on the fly sweep. And that's no joke. I watched the film again this weekend. Twice. And every single one of those carries was on a fly sweep. The defensive ends just couldn't contain the edges. We also had some linebacker injuries. So we struggled to contain the run in the second half. It was the first game... The Utes allowed 150-plus rushing yards this season. That's an impressive stat. But allowing all of these rushing yards in that second half opened up the passing game for the Beavers. And they were down to their third-string quarterback at this time, McMarion, who ended the game 5-for-9 on 76 yards in the touchdown. Mind you, the rain and the wind had kind of let up at this point, but it made the final minutes of that fourth quarter a lot more uncomfortable for the Utah fans. I know it made me uncomfortable. The question I asked in the opening, should you fans be worried about Troy Williams in the passing game? It was the worst game we've seen from Troy in a Utah jersey this year. 
4 of 13 for 42 yards. Only three yards average per pass play. He did carry the ball 15 times for the 40 yards that we mentioned earlier. We also saw two fumbles. One of them really hurting the Utes inside the 10-yard line. It was fourth and one. And he drops the snap. Dives on it. Turnover on downs. We don't score. But to answer the question, I don't really think we should be worried. He's averaged over 250 passing yards a game. Both quarterbacks struggled in the first half. Fitzgerald only went like 2 for 20. So I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, to hand out the game balls defensively, you got to give it to safety Chase Hansen. Four solo tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack, and an interception. He's a former quarterback who has great vision when he's looking into the backfield, whether we're talking about him reading the quarterback's eyes on a pass play when you see him on that interception, or finding creases in the line to come up and make plays in the running game. One of those handoffs, he almost took it from the running back. He was back there so quick. Great play recognition. Uh, offensively, I'm going to have to give it to recent retiree running back Joe Williams. He got the bulk of the carries, 34 carries, 179 yards, and a touchdown. And might I say he showed great vision and patience on Saturday. He waited for his offensive line. He looked super fresh. He was able to hit the hole with so much speed and able to cut back when he saw openings. He had a huge cutback run of 49 yards during the game and really gave the offense some life early on, which helped them win the ball game. So those are my game balls, Chase Hansen and Joe Williams. Good game for both of them on Saturday. Next up, we got UCLA in the Rose Bowl. And uh, the question asked earlier on, is Jim Moore a head coach on the hot seat? If UCLA takes the direction of other Pac-12 teams, uh, then yes, I believe his job is in jeopardy. They got a reeling UCLA Bruins team, who to start the season was ranked in the top 25. They were also thought to be one of the leaders in the Pac-12. And now they're second to last in the South. And, you know, I think Jim has really struggled to get his athletes in the right position to make plays this season. They don't have a single running back with over 210 yards on the ground. They've only totaled 640 yards rushing in seven games. And the lack of run game has put so much pressure on sophomore quarterback Josh Rosen, who's been hit a lot this year, which has resulted in him only completing 59% for 1,915 yards, 10 touchdowns to 5 interceptions. But he was on some preseason Heisman watch lists. And he's kind of disappeared in that offense this year. UCLA's defense has also been pummeled, especially in the run game. Over 1,000 yards they've allowed and 10 touchdowns. 
the secondary is really the strength of that defense. They've only allowed 1,200 yards through the air, eight touchdowns, but they also have eight interceptions. So if Utah's going to win on Saturday, they have to establish a solid run game. Joe Williams will likely get the start again because we're not sure if Zach Moss or Troy McCormick are coming back Saturday. Uh, so we're also going to look to Troy Williams to produce on the read option again and to be creative with his feet if he sees some creases. We need to get plays downfield. So Troy needs to be dialed up on those deep passes. He can't be like he was last Saturday missing those three-wheel routes or underthrowing them because that defense has proven that they can be there to make the play. Also, we're not 100% sure if Josh Rosen is going to play Saturday. Like I mentioned, he's been hit a lot this year, which has resulted in him being dinged up. So if he does play, Utah's defense needs to pressure him. Because when he's been pressured, they've lost. And when he has time, they've won those games. And it's not because they have a running attack. It's because when he gets into a rhythm, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the nation. So the defense needs to shut down Josh Rosen if he plays. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Uh, thanks for joining me again today, guys. This The support has been awesome so far uh, with this podcast. So thank you. A uh, big shout-out to the sponsor, NorthAmericanDental.com. Guys, if you're a college student, get on to NorthAmericanDental.com. You can get individual plans for $74, 74 dollars 74.95 the entire year. So get on there. Check it out, NorthAmericanDental.com. They're awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining the show. Have a great rest of your day. Don't let this be our final song. Oh.